Welcome to Schneider Electric's The Good, The Bad and The Beautiful Podcast. Every month, you will be joined by me, Carmel, me, Emma, and me, Rob, who will talk about real experiences from real people with some special guests along the way. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Beautiful. We're back. I was going to kick off with a good old Happy New Year, but is it too late for that? Rob, Emma, what do you think? I think it's still a new year. Why not? Yeah, I'm always not sure when to stop saying Happy New Year, but why not? The holidays seem like ages ago. Have you got any updates for us? Well, my new year started with a bang. So my little niece was born. So I have a niece called Etta and she's well and truly stolen my heart and everybody else around her. So I'm totally obsessed, probably quite unhealthy. Like I just want to look at her picture all the time. But you know, that has been the best start to the year I could possibly have. I had a lovely Christmas just enjoyed time with family and just having that break to recharge. I did unfortunately catch COVID. So it wrote me off a new year. But you know what? I actually don't enjoy new year that much. And I was quite comfortable staying in and having a chilled one. So before we go to Rob, you don't enjoy new year? No, I don't know. Maybe as I've got older, Mm. I haven't enjoyed it that much. I used to love it. When I was younger, you know, go to house parties and everyone's always planning something for New Year. But now I'm a bit like, "Mm, do I want to go out, pay triple the price? Like, (laughs) you know, getting the taxis. I just would rather stay in. Am I boring? No, 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 Um, you're not boring. To be fair, I'd do the same. But go on, Rob. (laughs) Rob, If if you're going to house parties, (laughs) Emma, if you're going to house parties and paying triple the price, I think your friends have uh, pulled the wool over your eyes there, my friends. I don't, I don't yeah, pay when I go to house parties. So I had a lovely break, lovely time off. New Year's was all right. It was actually the first time ever I've stayed in. Just me and my wife, the two of us, like you and we normally go out and things, you know, happen. But uh, this year, nice and calm. But it, it was nice. It was a nice change of pace. And, you know, I've come into this year, back to work, not a lot going on. But, you know, last year was really busy and lots going on last year. So it's been a nice change of pace for me and I'm, I'm enjoying it. Not a lot going on. Do I need to call your boss and tell him that you've got not a lot going on, Rob? No, but, you know, you up. I mean, like extra things. Obviously, uh, there's work and life as normal, but there's not all the extra stuff. So. My dissertation's about to start, so on the next podcast, I'll probably be moaning, but it's all right for now. Fair enough. (laughs) Over the holidays, what did I do? Oh, yes, I went to a farm, Isle of Wight. I think I was telling Rob about that the other day. The farm was quite cool, saw some pigs, donkeys, that was quite fun, Um, and just spent some time with family, actually. And this new year, I've got a new job, so I'll be starting that off at the end of February. Is no one going to ask me what it is? Can someone ask me what my job will be, please? Well, well, if you give me a moment, I would. <laughs> I can't get a word in. If I had a breath to go, hey, what's the new job? Congratulations. <laughs> okay, wait, I'll tell you again. And I got a new job starting in February. Wow, that's amazing. What is your new job, Carvel? Well, my new job... I'm actually starting in an incubation, which is basically, we had an idea... 
we pitched it to Schneider, the company that we all work for, and they loved the idea. And now they are willing to invest in us to see if we can make that idea reality. And this is basically a competition that's a yearly competition at Schneider. And I think about 200 ideas were sent across last year. Yeah. And we were the final three. So we get to start at the end of Feb. That's really cool. cool. Very cool. I'm really excited for you. I know it's been quite a long road, but uh, really happy and it's going to be super exciting. Oh, thanks, guys. Next time I will tell you more about the idea. So, as we like to always kick off with a bit of well-being mental health, do you guys know anything about this Blue Monday? I do. So, it's the third Monday of January. That has been deemed to be the most depressing day of the year. The holidays are over. The days are short. It's cold. I'm currently dieting. So it's absolutely a very difficult time of year. So the only thing. Yeah. (laughs) We'll come back to that. Go on. Sorry. (laughs) I don't don't want to talk about it. (laughs) So the, the only people I know actually that are in a good mood at the moment are the people who are ski enthusiasts and they keep talking about their skiing plans. But that just makes the rest of us feel a bit worse. But have no fear, because Blue Monday was actually made up by a travel company back in 2004. So let's not get too bogged down by the concept. Made up by a travel company? What, to encourage people to be like, right, don't be miserable at home. Let's go on holiday. Like that type of thing? Well, it's supposed to be based on some kind of, you know, assessment and things like that. But yeah, it's, it's a pretty new concept. And obviously, there's no real science behind something like that. I mean, one depressing day in a year? Come on. Mm, Yeah, I'm not so sure. I have seen it trending everywhere, though. So people have been talking about it. But I'm a bit of a blue January in a hole. If I think about it, I just love at Christmas time and that whole season. So being a little bit obsessed with that, when that finishes, I'm pretty gutted when I have to put the decks away and roll into January with, you know, an empty bank account. So I have blue Mondays more than just that one Monday, I'd say. But it's always (laughs) good to look at the positives of having a new year anyway. On the other hand, though, talking of Mondays, have you heard of hashtag Brew Monday? I have. I have. And I think it is a great idea. So it's basically a way of reminding everyone to reach out to people. So it's something the Samaritans do. Um, And you reach out to, I guess, friends, colleagues, neighbours, whatnot, for a cuppa. And the idea is that you catch up with people you care about, which is perfect for us and, you know, our podcast catch-ups. So, you know, really... There is no such thing as one depressing day for everybody. We all have our good days and bad days. So perhaps the whole Brew Monday hashtag could be something that you take from one week to the next. I could not agree more. I have my cup of tea with me here now and I'm fully on board with Brew Monday, even though it's technically Tuesday. But that can stay between us. We don't need to tell anyone that. (laughs) I'm all about honesty, open and honesty. I say how it is. I did have a little bit of a look online about Brew Monday, you know, before we got together. And what I really loved about it is that it really highlighted listening skills as well. So, you know, we can sometimes get worried about having to give advice or giving the right advice and maybe not always knowing what to say in a situation. But the way the Samaritans have written about it is they've put real emphasis on just really putting ourselves in a position to listen and take on board what others are saying, you know, not feeling that pressure to give advice or sometimes identifying your own experiences 
relevant to what someone else is going through because actually it can be counterproductive a lot of the time. That's so good to hear, actually, because sometimes I actually stop myself from calling someone like maybe someone's going through something just because sometimes I think, oh, you know, but how can I make them feel better? Maybe they just want to be on their own. But hearing that, you know, listening can just have an impact, just maybe just being quiet and listening to what they have to say and maybe just asking the right questions. I think, yeah, okay, I will try that. Yeah, so I think it's extremely therapeutic to just offload to people. So if someone is just there to listen, you can actually feel much more relaxed and less stressed once you've had those conversations and vice versa. You know, I'd call it therapy between friends or therapy friends, something like that. I think it's good to have that that time. But on another note, when we talk about having a cuppa, I actually don't drink tea that much anymore. But it'd be interesting to see how you have your tea. You always see these memes going out there of the colour of what your cup of tea looks like now. You know, this could cause arguments, I'm sure. No, no, I'm getting ready for it. I'm actually getting ready for it. So this is the way I make a cup of tea. I have to let it brew for four minutes. My timer goes on every time I make that cup of tea. Then I put my milk in, okay? Then I squeeze the tea bag out and it has to be, the color of the tea has to be golden. I mean, honestly, Rob, I can hear you. You know what? We're on the same call. I can hear what you're doing. Yeah? You're disgusted. I can feel it. So anyway, the tea has to be golden and I've actually stopped taking sugar in my tea, but it used to be two teaspoons and I would stir. Now, go on, Rob, tell us, please, how you have a cup of tea. We all want to hear. Well, first, there's no place for sugar in tea. Strong believer of that. I like my tea really strong. I don't time how long I brew it for, but it's got to have a good brew. I'll give you that. And then I squeeze the tea bag, take it out and then just flash the milk. Very important. Mm. Flash the milk. Any more than a flash, I don't want to drink it. Yeah, I'm with you, Rob. That's that's me. It has to be just a dash of milk. It gives me nightmares when I see that dishwater tea. Like the other oh. day, I had to make my sister a cup of tea and it never, ever will that be happening again because the amount of milk she wanted me to put in there, oh, it no. was literally like dishwater. It was horrifying. Scarred, no, no, I'm say, I'm like, we're on the same lines, guys. Mine's golden, like gold, like golden, you know, like golden brown like that's what it is but what I can't get over is is that you take the tea bag out and then you put the milk in that's what I don't understand so I need to squeeze all the tea that's left in my tea bag out okay well so I sure mean about that. sounds weird to me <laughs> rude did you lot hear that that's the new sound of our habits section so last year we kicked off a thing where we all start a new healthy habit to see how they can help our mental health. Yes, 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 yes. I remember this. So Rob was actually going to read more before bed and start using his phone less as well to help him switch off. So Rob, how's it going? So when it comes to my wellbeing habits, I'm going to admit it started very well. I was reading most nights, but over Christmas, I became a bit more of a movie fanatic. So we normally watch a lot of films over Christmas and then the reading dwindled out a little bit and it was replaced with high octane entertainment, which obviously didn't really help me in settling down to an early bedtime. Sorry, Rob, sorry. <laughs> high octane entertainment. entertainment. Can you just I don't even know what you mean that? by that. Yeah, thank you, because I didn't want to feel like the stupid one, but I'm okay now. Can you just, just tell us what that Explosions, means? Explosions, action. Oh. Guns, you know. Can you just High say energy. that? Oh, no. 
Okay, we'll go with your high octane. Carry I'm on. Ma- I'm in marketing. This is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've I've gone off the track a little bit, but before the break, I did see enough of the benefits to want to work this back into my routine. So I'm starting again now, starting to read a little bit more and try and get myself off to off to bed a bit earlier as well. And I think one thing that I did find is even during the break as well is the other thing that I talked about was overusing my phone when I was trying to get off to sleep and changing the settings and things like that. Now that has actually stuck around. So I've changed like the settings on my phone. So as I get into the evening, my phone screen goes darker as well. And I'm being much stricter in terms of like putting my phone in my top drawer or flipping it over when I'm trying to get to sleep. So I'm not checking that as much. And that has actually made such a big difference. But what about you two? What are your habits going to be? So I can't remember if I told you before we broke for Christmas, but I started a boxing class. Yep, I remember that. So listen, I'm not going to attempt to get in the ring and do any fighting, but it's good for fitness. Between the two sessions I do a week, you do like sort of boxer size type exercises and also you actually are learning how to to hit and doing sequences and stuff like that. So it is actually quite fun. So I'm enjoying that at the moment. So I am currently sticking to it. But I also wanted to start reading, which I did, but I have been a little bit slack. Again, it's just I'm preoccupied with TV series, basically, and getting hooked on that to stop and then read. So I really need to be a little bit more militant with myself, switch off earlier before bed, read for at least like 30 minutes or something. I just need to persevere. So I will be very much looking for any book recommendations as well. I do have one, actually. It's called Nudge. Nudge. I'm going to summarize it for you. It's basically helping you manipulate other people. Uh, No, just joking. It's helping you influence people around you. And a lot of the time it's got to do with bad habits, but it's just certain things that you can say or do in their company instead of the don't do that, don't do that. So have a read through that. And I've got it here in front of me. And then maybe we can discuss it on the next podcast. I started Reformer Pilates. So I don't know how many of you know about Reformer Pilates. Basically, it's Pilates using machines. Okay. And they pull you and they stretch you. And my body was hurting for two to three days afterwards. I actually took my mum who's 75, I take that back. I hope she's not listening. My mum, who's 68. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, We cannot put that. Sorry, sorry, mum. I took her. Next day, she was fine. She's like, what are you going on about, Comet? I was like, are you joking? She was like, yeah, you just need to, you know, be a bit more active. I literally stared at her. I was like, oh my God. God." Yeah. So it's going to be Reformer Pilates. And I am signing up to do triathlon, which I will be swimming, I think it's 1500 meters, but I'm not doing the whole thing. So I'm doing like the lazy person's version. So I'll do, I'm just like the relay, you see. So I'll do the swimming, then I'm going to get someone to do the cycling, and then I'm going to get someone else to do the running. I just need to find those two other people. So if you know of anyone, Rob and Emma, let me know. Okay. I've already politely declined my invitation. Good luck and all the best in your search. Yeah, all the best. I'll be your cheerleader (laughs) on the side. I don't mind doing that. Okay, so it's time for the fact of the day session, everyone. That's right. So on February 1st this year, Chinese New Year will be celebrated. 
But did you know that it actually lasts for 15 days, 15 days until the moon comes out and it's called the spring festival, symbolizing the end of the coldest time of the year? I didn't know that, but I do know that this year is the year of the tiger and that people born this year are predicted to be brave, competitive, unpredictable, confident and stripy. Stripey, did you make that up? You made that up up in case you were listening, didn't you? (laughs) You got me. Quite a good year to be brave, confident. It's quite a good one. So do you know what animal year you were born in? I do. I've always loved the idea of the Chinese New Year and having this animalistic alter ego. It's kind of easy for me to say, though, because I am a dragon, which I think is pretty cool. It's pretty cool, right, being a dragon. So it symbolizes power, nobleness, honor, luck and success. And in traditional Chinese culture, it's a supernatural being with no parallel for talent and excellence. So I just think it's really, really cool, right? And being a bit of a fantasy sci-fi nerd, I think it really suits me. <laughs> How are we going to top that one? No parallel for talent or excellence. Uh, okay. Well, mine's the year of the dog. Yeah. Okay. You know, the Australian Labradoodle that everyone loves. Perhaps it's one of those. But it's the year of the dog. I'm actually Googling what it means now because I didn't know. People born in the year of the dog are highly responsible. That's right. And compassionate. And dog people, because that's what they're called, dog people, are reliable, loyal, faithful and honest with a keen sense of right and wrong and a desire to support the underdog. They can be very pessimistic, looking for all the bad things that might happen. Okay, well, I'm going to delete that one. Emma, what about you? (laughs) Yours is actually quite nice as well. So I know I'm the year of a rabbit, which to be honest, doesn't sound very exciting. But I also I think I'm the fire element as well. So I'm a fire rabbit. So maybe that's going to give me a little bit more edge. So feel free to Google mine. I don't know about edge, but people born in the year of the rabbit are kind, virtuous and popular. They are artistic and have good taste with a liking for the finer things in life. Interesting. They do not like to argue, preferring peace and quiet. And they are compassionate listeners. Oh, oh, you are. You Mm. I can definitely say that. Excellent negotiators. Read that book, Nudge, Emma. And always work well with people. That's pretty nice. So basically, I have all three of them. Mine suck. So I'm just going to just reinvent. Become a rabbit. I actually had another key fact for you all. Do you guys believe in any superstitions? Because actually the spring festival, they say that you shouldn't sweep or take out the garbage as it symbolizes dumping out the good luck and fortune from your house. And I was thinking about this the other day, not about that, but about superstitions. And actually my mum always tells me that if you have a brother, she has a brother and I have a brother, that you shouldn't wash your hair on a Thursday. But when I ask her why, she's like, I don't know. Why are you asking me these stupid questions? I don't know. Just don't wash your hair on a Thursday. And I'm like, all right, mum, thanks for that. So I want to know if you lot, you know, believe in any superstitions or anything like that. And if you know the reason why. I never know the reason why, but I do. I'm still that person that won't, you know, walk under the road signs. I will awkwardly walk around it, even if it means walking to a road, which makes no sense, right? (laughs) Like, I just don't want to walk under that sign. And I also avoid the three drains. Like, I just cannot bring myself to walk across three drains. And I've done that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Am I I the only one? I don't know. Maybe it's a thing. No, Rob, three drains. That is a thing, isn't it? I made that one up. No, listeners, listeners, please support me. There's three drains. It's bad luck, right? 
but I don't really know any of the background or history around these superstitions. So I'm just blindly following them. <laughs> as, you, as you do. As you do. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's a bit of homework for you to find out. I wouldn't really say that I'm superstitious, to be honest. I think the only one that I do, I'm forced to do. But then I try not to do it to wind up my wife. She doesn't, <laughs> she thinks it's bad luck to cross on the stairs. Is that a thing? Oh, I've heard that. that. Really so interesting. I, yeah. So if I'm upstairs doing something, I hear her coming up the stairs, I'll purposely start to go downstairs and then she'll look at me in disbelief and then it'll be like a game of chicken will she come up and cross or will she back off just for a bit of fun (laughs) but yeah not not really superstitious a very loose transition i guess from superstitions to traditions they they rhyme that's a link right oh that's a link that's a link yeah, we'll, we'll take it. So what about traditions? I'm thinking, stay with me, I'm thinking New Year's. So I wanted to ask you both about New Year's resolutions. I guess in many ways they can be a bit like well-being habits, but I actually think they're a lot broader than that because you can look at what you want to achieve in the year. You know, you can look at personal, professional things or whatever. Have you done any New Year's resolutions this year? Do you normally do them? So I actually set them throughout the year. There's not a specific time. And some do come in December, January, you know, and they're basically things that I want to accomplish throughout the year. So for this year, for example, you know, I want to complete the incubation that I'm working in and hopefully turn that into a new company. I also want to do a triathlon, which we've already spoken about. But the ultimate achievement for me this year will be my roller disco party. That's right, everyone. Roller disco party. But basically, so I've set them, you know, they're things that I want to achieve, things that I want to do this year. But for each of them, I kind of like put specific timelines and mini milestones because I'm sad like that. Well, it's not. I, I just think it allows me to see where I am and, you know, and how close I am to get to them. So I kind of put like by this quarter, I should do this or by this quarter or by this month, I should be this and here. Yeah. Yeah. Emma? What I wish I was that organised. You know, setting them throughout the year, having milestones. I literally am that person that's kind of just forced by the fact that you're supposed to have a New Year's resolution and we normally do it as a family. We will put our New Year's resolutions out there and it's always something that I'm never going to achieve or something stupid. And I think I just get bored and never stick to them. Or So this year I'm like moving away from having a specific New Year's resolution and just overall, I just want to improve my well-being so really focus on me this year so in my professional life and in my work life you know taking charge of my life taking charge of my fitness and my mental well-being you know life is hard we've just been through two years of a pandemic so you just never know what's around the corner and I just want to improve myself and be the best version of myself to tackle basically whatever comes my way in the years to come so it's very broad so We'll see. You can tell me if the end it's of the year. Emma. I'm a better like person. Yeah. <laughs> I normally write them down. They're normally quite broad. You know, they have been in the past, but I think as I've got older, you have less time. So you become a little bit more focused with what you want to do. So I've started to like hone mine in a little bit. So for example, in the past, I'd have put playing more guitar. You can't really measure that or it's very loose. So this year, what I've done is I've said, right, I want to learn this song and this song. And I've written them down. And through the year, I'm going to 
you know, learn to play those songs. And if I can learn some more afterwards, that'd be fantastic. But at least it puts my attention on something and I can actually focus in on a couple of things rather than just keep playing the same three chords over and over again. But I, I think also what I've done is a lot of people might use New Year's resolutions to like try and drastically change stuff. But I think for me, it's more about trying to focus in again on the things that are important to me and the things that I enjoy doing and trying to put a bit more structure around that so I make time for that because, you know, we're all living professional lives where we have lots of commitments, things like that, and you kind of live by your diary sometimes, right? So I actually find it easier even in my own time when I've got certain slots set aside to get on with something. I'm more likely to do it than if I've just got a gap. Okay, cool. So to summarise, let's go through some top tips. Emma, what do you reckon? Okay, so as I said, I don't seem to set realistic goals. So set realistic goals would be my first tip. (laughs) So for me, it's don't lose sight of the end goal. What's your outcome? I think on the back of that as well, I think mini targets that build up to your goal are quite good. Like if you want to run a half marathon this year, don't sit out trying to run 13 miles on the first day. Try and do two miles by the end of month one or something and then celebrate the little successes. So I would also say don't be discouraged, which is, again, something I probably need to reiterate to myself. You know, if you give up or you you take a break, don't worry if you you take that time out from one of your goals. Just use that experience and then start again. Yeah. And I think the last one for me is the concept of smart goals. So something you hear a lot in professional life. I think it's got a real good place in in personal lives as well um, to help improve on things that you really want to do. So the concept of SMART goals is if you're going to set yourself a goal, make sure that it's specific, it's measurable, achievable, relevant and time bound. It's just a really useful way to set yourself achievable goals. We actually covered quite a lot in this episode. I mean, we talked about habits, Chinese New Year, New Year's resolutions, setting goals. But it is now time for my favourite part of the show. That's right, everyone. It is the GBB quiz. So Emma and Rob thought it was unfair (laughs) that I didn't take part in the quiz. So I don't know where they got that from. So for this one, (laughs) we are going to call in a guest quiz master, Natalia. She's one of our faves. She's actually our podcast manager here at Schneider and keeps us all in check. So let's actually give her a call. Hello. Hi, Natty. How are you? I'm doing good, Carmel. Thank you so much for having me today in the show. Hey, Natty. I have one important question for you. How do you like your cup of tea? That's actually a good question. I don't drink tea a lot. I'm more like a coffee drinker, you know, because of my Colombian heritage. Uh, But when I do drink tea, I have to agree with you and with Emma. I don't add any sugar and I just have it like with water only. I'm not used to adding milk, but I know you guys do. So that's the way that I have it. Does that mean me and Emma get a point already? No, it does not. Sorry. No, no, no. no. (laughs) And by the way, just before we start, if I lose, I'm just saying, I'm going back to being quiz master. Okay. I'm just putting that out there. And I know that there's something going on here. I know that. Rob, do you know what questions are going to be asked today? I have no idea. I, I don't even know who Natalia is. Right. Okay. We'll see about that. Right. Okay. Right, Natty. Go for it. Let's go. 
Good, good. So first of all, you have said the bar is super high, so I'm a bit scared that if you don't win, I'm not going to be invited never again. <laughs> Remember so, that. Don't be a sore loser, Carmel. <laughs> <laughs> to start, I have created a couple trivia questions related to the topics that you discussed today, so we can maybe learn a bit more about them. And I have for the end of like a couple very random and very fun questions. So let's begin maybe with two questions about Chinese New Year. Uh, and I, I feel that this is like one of Rob's favorite topics. So we'll see if he wins or, or maybe we have some surprises in the team. So the first question is, do you know when does Chinese New Year starts every year? A, February 1st. B, February 11th, or C, it doesn't have a fixed date. C! No, can, can you listen? That was my sound. That was my beeper, like my buzzer. No, yeah? So it's when, have we, when are we introduce buzzers? Oh, it's done. So I go first. So it's me, C. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Any other answers from the team? All C. It's no, got to be C. All C. Okay. Okay. So... I guess that was an easy one. Exactly. See, so it doesn't have a, a fixed date. And as you shared at the beginning, it lasts 15 days. And the date exactly for Chinese New Year is set according to the lunar calendar, right? So this year it's going to be Tuesday, February the 1st. So second question, I'm, I'm worried because I think that you already know this one too. Uh, <laughs> so how many animals are in the Chinese zodiac? A, 12. B15, C10. Beep, beep, beep. I'm, are we doing this noise thing or not? I mean, no. I can cancel it if you want. I'm going to go for A, A12. I'm going for B. Oh, I knew I should have answered first. I think it's 15. <laughs> Rob, what did you say? I think it's 15. Can I change mine? Can I change mine? No. I don't know, guys. Mm, Could fine. you? Oh, no, no, I can't. <laughs> fine, fine. Go on then. Okay. So I'm going to say that the correct answer is Ding, ding, ding. A, 12. Oh. So, Carmel, you oh, are... Oh, damn it! We should have... Yeah, that's right, Emma. I can't change it. Can't change it now. <laughs> Who let every part quiz? <laughs> yeah, so it's 12. They only have an animal per month of the year, so that's uh, kind of funny and also... Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> every month, only 12 months, yeah. Now, moving to New Year's resolution. That's a very interesting topic as well. And I have three questions for you related to that. So the first one would be, what is the most popular resolution people in the UK commit with when a new year begins? Option A, doing more exercise or improving their fitness. Option B, spending more time with family. Option C, saving more money. That's a good one. I thought the giving up <laughs> drinking one was going to be in there, but it's not. Yeah, no, I'm going to go for A. Okay, A. Putting it out there, A. I can't even remember yeah. the other options, to be I'm fair. Torn I'm going for A. Between A and C. So, I doing more I exercise or improving my fitness is A. B. Spending more time with family. C. Saving more money. C. Going with C. Oh, damn. Oh, hmm. I'm going to make it interesting. I'm just going to go for B for the sake of it. Oh, come Different on, what? So just to give you a bit of info before we go to the answer, this was a survey conducted by YouGov and it had like 2,000 participants and participants responded that the most popular one is 
A, doing more exercise or improving mm. their fitness. So, mm. Carmel, you have another point. But all that was too <laughs> obvious. If only Stop once it. everyone could see my robot right now. Da, 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 da. Next question, I, please, Natty. Next I question, can see please. it and I assure everyone you do not want to see it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> Rude. Rude. Okay, next one. How many people in the UK and I, again, will likely keep their resolutions throughout 2022? So A, 70%, B, 30%, C, 10%. What was the what was B? B? I think 30%. 10%. A, 70%, B, 30%, C, 10%. Oh, it's a tough one. Tough, 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 tough. I'm going to go with C. Okay, so the right answer is B, 30 percent. No, what that means is that 10% of people fail and 20% of people are lawyers. <laughs> I like it, Rob, I like it. Do we get bonus points for that? We still have many questions to go through. <laughs> so there's another one related to this survey. So how many people do you think in the UK and I actually make New Year resolutions? A, 16%, B, 30%, C, 45%. I'm going to go 30%. I think it's, is it, was it 16? I think it's quite low. Yeah, that's A, 16, B, 30, and C, 45%. I'm going with A. I'm going to go with B. Okay, so according to this survey, only 16% of people do. <laughs> oh, yeah. The bleep. Emma, you have another point. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Rigged. Rigged. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be Quizmaster next time. <laughs> Good. My following question is related to well-being. Some people would call this well-being. I do, too. And it's related to chocolate. So I want to ask you if you know which country consumes the most chocolate per capita? A, Switzerland, B, Ireland, C, France. Oh, C, C, C. Swiss make good chocolate, but I think the French eat the most. Okay. Emma, Rob, mm. what are your answers? I want to say France as well, but I don't want to say the same as Carmel, but I'm going to have to. I want to go France. What? Oh, I'm just going to go different. I'm just going to go A. Okay, so just A, Switzerland, right? Okay. So even if you thought this was not possible, the people that make the best chocolate are the ones that eat it the most. So the answer what? is A, Switzerland. Oh, why, Carmel? Why? Oh, yes, yes. yes. Oh, there you have it. <laughs> okay. I have another question and then a bonus question, right? Mm. True or false? You can sneeze in your sleep. False. I feel like false. false. Okay. Oh, you I'm going to say true if they both say false. <laughs> you all have it right. So it's false. You can only sneeze if you are like lightly asleep. Sorry, because if can you I... are. Natty, yeah. Rob didn't get that right. He changed no, his did. answer right at the end. No, and he sneeze. said, actually, true, because he didn't want to say the <laughs> no, same answer I, as us. I Rob, sneezed. Rob, look <laughs> us in the eye. And Rob, no point, no point, no point. I drifted off and I sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Good one, good one. <laughs> I was reading about this and it's very funny because they say that if you are like in the REM sleep, that is the deepest layer of sleep, you can even have like a cricket like going up your nose and you wouldn't feel a thing. So it's very interesting how the body wow. works. <laughs> Thanks for that mental image. <laughs> <laughs> and the final one is the bonus question. I was a huge fan of it when growing up. So do you know what is Scooby-Doo's full name? A, Scooby-Dubert, B, Scoobert-Dubert, or C, Scoobert-Doo? Wow. Wow, yeah. I didn't I even have know this no idea. Thing. B, I'm going for B. Carmel has B. I'm going with C. Okay. A. Okay, so I have to say that Emma was right once again. <laughs> oh, yes, get in there. It made when more is your day, sense. Your day. Scoobert do, like Scooby do. So what was the yeah. actual answer? Scoobert do, C, option C. <laughs> okay, so Natty, just tell us the final score, please. I mean, no, I mean, I love you, but just come on, just, just tell us the final well, score. I have to say that the big, big winner is Emma. She had six questions right out of eight. So a big, big yes. congratulations. Carmel Starting off had, the year right. Yeah. <laughs> Carmel had four correct out of eight. So second mm. position. And then Rob had only two. So you are in the third. Oh. Place, so oh, dear, I showed Rob. up. I showed up. Oh, dear. It's the taking part that counts. Yeah, it's the taking part that counts. Don't you worry. Okay, this is true. Want to wipe a tear from my eye. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope thank you guys you, enjoy the quiz. <laughs> we did. Thank you. It was such a good job. Thank you so much, Natty. It was really cool. But on that note, everyone, sad to say that it is actually time to say goodbye. So if you have any questions, feedback, or want to suggest some topics for the next episode, please do send them to thegbb at se.com. And you can find us on blog.se.com, Spotify, Apple, and your favorite podcast library. And please don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. And we'll catch you next month. Bye. The content of this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. The information, statements, views, and opinions belong to our hosts and should not be construed as advice by Schneider Electric.